Hello and welcome to episode 43. Today we're chatting with you all about raising boys. We have tons of experience to share and some theories, including one about facial hair. Hello and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey, and we're homeschooling moms to a combined total of 18 children. We know firsthand that motherhood is full of crazy chaos and overwhelming obligations, but it should also be full of love and laughter. Regardless of where you are on your journey, come join us as we work together to find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hello and welcome to episode 43. Today we're talking all about raising boys, being boy moms, all our experience, tips, hints, what to do, what not to do. But we're going to start off with a humor segment. Take it away, Bonnie. Okay. All right. So this is just a cute little conversation I overheard quite a while ago (laughs) from my oldest and my second oldest. They're both boys. Um, Let's see. I think my oldest was, gosh, maybe nine or so. Um, and he says, so his name is Liam and the second oldest is Toby. And I, I overhear him saying, Toby, come here now. Explain <laughs> something to me. How did this happen? <laughs> they were talking about, they were talking about some Lego creation and I don't hear what Toby says. He's just mumbling some explanation. Liam says, tell me the truth. You tell me the truth and I'll give you this gold. <laughs> it's like a little Lego gold piece. <laughs> <laughs> it was so painful to listen because it was like my words straight out of that little boy's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and bribery. He knows all about bribery already. Oh please. man. Where'd he get where'd he learn that from? I don't know. Like, probably his father. <laughs> uh. Okay, and instead of reading a review this week, we're going to ask you guys again, would you please leave us some reviews? We uh, love to read your reviews. They really bolster our ego. No, wait. They really help other people. (laughs) Uh, They really help other people find the podcast on Apple iTunes. The way the algorithm works over there, reviews help boost podcasts in the ratings. So please, please, please go leave us a review. And if you don't know how to do that, we have um, a in our Instagram prof- profile, we have saved to the highlights how to leave a review. So please and thank you, leave a review. Yes, thank you so much. We lo- like she said, we love reading them. We get messages all the time saying how much we enjoy people enjoy the podcast. You all enjoy it. Um, so if you could take those sweet messages one step more and put them on iTunes, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, and our egos thank you too. <laughs> That's true. It does make us feel pretty good. <laughs> so today we're going to talk all about raising boys. And we hope um, by the end of this podcast, we've convinced you that the saying boys will be boys is a good thing. Yeah, that's right. I do think that sometimes there is boys get kind of a bad rap in the mothering community. And I think that there is a reason for that. And the main reason is that we are a different as moms, we are a different gender than our boys. And so sometimes it can be a little bit tricky for us to understand where they're coming from, why they do these crazy things, um, and for us to raise them. But it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, I think it's just a matter of empathy and trying to understand where they're coming from and understand how their brains are different from ours. Um, But really, they are our perfect match, right? Uh, They're the yin to our yang. So uh, if we just, you know, look for their strengths, we will be able to enjoy them so much more. 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like raising boys has been one of my top favorite things in life, really. Seriously, like it makes me feel complete to be raising boys. Mm. So, (laughs) yeah. So my overarching thought on raising boys is that boys are different than girls. One is not better than the other. They're just different. And um, so I might say some stuff in this episode that's kind of controversial, but how dare you? If you've been listening, you know that I'm not afraid of saying a little bit controversial (laughs) things. Uh, But I think that feminism, which is raising women above men, is damaging to boys at all stages. Um, At the youngest stages, boys are shamed, young boys are shamed into the fact that they're a boy. Teenage boys are alienated from their moms and their women in life. And men are um, removed from the protector and provider role. So I think that um, raising women above men is dangerous at all at all levels for a boy. Yes, agreed. And I feel just as strongly about that as I do about um, elevating men above women. I feel like we, both men and women, are equally essential to families and to the world at large. And by making one gender or one sex more important or more valuable than the other, we really can do some damage to our children of both genders. So I I totally agree with you there. Um, I think my overarching thoughts are that are very similar to yours. Like I said, if, if we value one gender role over another, that, that it's bad for everyone, and that everyone has innate struggles and strengths that we should cater to individually, right? So it doesn't mean that every, boys are gonna, every boy is going to have the same strength and same weaknesses. It doesn't mean every girl is. But by and large, there are some strengths and struggles that I think are unique to each gender. And if we watch out for those and if we're aware of them, then we can help our children learn to use them to their best benefit and uh, and not trip them up by them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, we didn't say that this is the first of two episodes. And we're next, we're going to be talking about raising girls and how all the different things that are special to girls. So yeah, uh, on the side there, we are, this is part one of two episodes, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so first we're going to talk about the relationship of boys with their mom and then the relation of boys relationship of boys with their dads. So um, when we had our first son, my husband said to me, boys are God's gift to a mom, to a woman. And I just like, I've just thought of that every time I have a boy, it's like, wow, another gift of God. Not that girls aren't, but there's a special relationship between a mom and a boy. It's special. It's treasured. It's, it's really a neat thing. And um, I think that's why being a boy mom is kind of a, a special club to be a part of. Like, you know, we've got boys and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, a really special treasured thing. Um, and I also believe pretty strongly that boys, men, boys and men are a reflection of their relationship with their mother. So um, if you've got, if you look at different, I mean, you, you test out my theory here. Like, just look at like, look at different men and boys, you know, and then um, see what their relationship with their mom is like and see if, see if my theory holds any weight as you look around you at the boys and men in your life. But that's my opinion that boys are a reflection of their relationship with their mom. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that. And I will test it. I will go out and look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that you called us boy moms. My, I have a friend who makes fun of me because I've called myself a boy mom before. And she's like, you have girls. I'm like, yes, I'm a boy mom and I'm a girl mom. They're yeah. very distinct roles. I really believe that. Um, and, and like I said, it doesn't, 
mean, I'm not going to say that every boy is the same, but I do feel like it requires special skills and special um, knowledge to raise boys. And again, maybe because we're girls as moms and we're a little bit different. As far as it goes, as far as relationships with mom goes, the first thing we think about obviously is our relationship as mothers with our kids or with our sons. But um, then there's also the relationship that your husband has with his mother. And there's a lot of dynamics there when it comes to your own family at home and, and those boys. I think that our job and our influence on our boys as mothers will be to help them develop sensitivity, kindness, love, empathy, and, uh, and a physical tenderness um, that they might not automatically pick up. In fact, often those traits to the world at large are considered unmanly. Uh, but I think our job as mothers is to teach them that no, that a, a real man has all of these traits and more. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you, hang on, we need to take a second and say, since we've both called ourselves boy moms, we need to talk about, if everybody hasn't listened to earlier episodes, I have five boys from age 19 down to age six months. And now you tell people about you being a boy mom. Yeah. So I have two older boys that are 14 and 12, and then a six-year-old boy and a six-month-old boy. So mine are scattered all throughout the, <laughs> the family. Yeah. Four, four boys, right? Yes. Four. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I guess my others, my others are in between. I have, so 19, 14, eight, five, and six months are my five boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So let's talk about the relationship with their dad. Um, it's been our experience that the relationship with the dad comes eventually. And my husband has always been like, oh, when is this boy ever going to come out from under your skirts and do stuff with dad? <laughs> like, all, <laughs> like all five times is like ready for his relationship with his boys. And they're just, you know, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. Mo mommy's boy at first. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and that, you know, that's fun and that's cool. But it's neat to see my husband just wanting that relationship with his boys too. But um, for our boys, it's... Um, it's always been that dad is their hero and he's their role model and they look up to dad. And at various stages, we've asked our boys what they think dad does at work. And um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very cute to hear the their responses, you know, of the big manly world saving <laughs> ninja fighting, you know, crazy things that they think dad's doing at work. <laughs> and that's just a, a little example of how dad's their hero and he's their role model. And, you know, a, da a relationship between a boy and a dad is a really special thing too. And I don't know how single moms raise boys without the dad role model because that boy that would just be a really tricky thing and and I'm really thankful that my boys have such a neat dad to look up to yeah yeah well I'm sure that they can find it in in society too that's the wonderful thing is because fam we because we have extended families and hopefully all boys have mentors in the community as well like through church or um, an uncle or a or a grandpa or just a great neighbor that takes a kid under his wing it's so important for them to have role models of both of both genders right yeah. You know, I, it's, it's so interesting that you talk about dad being the role model and the hero. My husband has started teaching or telling my six-year-old a bedtime story about his time in ninja school. When he went to school after high school, it's like a very elite technical school 
just for yeah. ninjas and all the skills <laughs> that he learned. I just think it's so funny. And and my six-year-old eats it up. He wants to know about <laughs> how he can go out and yeah, and rescue the helpless and do all these great big heroic type things. And that brings yeah. up an interesting point that um, I think that boys a unique struggle to boys in our day and age, and that is that dads no longer do a lot of heroic things at work. Mm, and so yeah. what I mean is, you know, so many uh, middle-class dads in America and all over the world, really, since the information age, sit at a desk, right? And they do office yeah. work and that sort of thing. And so that is a difficult thing when boys, my, my husband made this point, and it hadn't really hit me before this, but he's like, hey, when, when I complain about motherhood, you're basically living your childhood dream. You just carried around babies <laughs> as a kid and just wanted to be a mom. And here you are. You're so lucky. You know, he kind of says it tongue in cheek, yeah. but, yeah. but he has a point. Like I, and I said, well, aren't you living your dream? He's like, no, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> So, so, you know, their reality looks a little bit different than it did in the past. No, you know, it's rare to be able to go out and be a cowboy and be a fireman and be these heroic physical things that they dream of as children. And I think that's a struggle. I think that's a struggle for some boys and for some men to grow up and realize all they're going to do is type on a computer. And, And not to say that their office work can't be um, very fulfilling and make an impact on the world. But I was just thinking about that, how that is a struggle that that boys might have, that their life doesn't look as physical and as heroic as they might have dreamed of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a very interesting point. Um, there's a book that I'm going to link to in the recommendations, but it's called Raising a Modern Day Knight by Robert Lewis. And um, cool. it's very essential. Um, it's actually a book written for dads of raising their boys. But in this book, it, um, it talks about... Um, things that boys and dads can do together. That's kind of like, um, you know, like, like a camping trip, for example, and the boys and the men, they go off and they do their, their caveman time or their camping trip or their whatever. And it's a, he he specifically talks them through it and how it's, um, like going back to the round table and the nights and, and yeah, it's just a really neat book. Um, so it is addressing that kind of, kind of exactly what you're talking about, about, you know, dad sitting at a desk or, you know, not, not doing, not slaying dragons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so interesting. (laughs) I'd like to, I'd like to read that as well. Um, you know, but besides that, I do think that dads have a little bit of a leg up on moms in relating to their sons simply because they were boys at once. Right. Yeah. And they might be a little bit more, uh, understanding of that typical boy behavior that we all, Imagine when we talk about boys, you know, the jumping off couches and the sword fighting and everything. Yeah. Um, and and they might be a little bit better equipped to teach them how to harness those behaviors and, and turn them for good, you know, rather, you know, my, my first reaction when my kid starts horsing around is to tell him to settle down. And that's the opposite yeah. of what my six-year-old boy needs. He needs to go out and yeah. be physical and be active and feel heroic, you know, and, and I think yeah. dads do have a leg up on that. They understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You know, I think one danger, one thing that happens in our society today is people, women, females, run into a man who's not a good man, a good male. And then they take that and they label it across all men and boys. And I I think that's pretty common, sadly. And I think um, there's a danger in that. And, you know, there's, there's women out there that are not good women either. And that could be applied to all women. But I... I, I mean, 
I don't see men doing that as much as women have tended to take a brush and just, you know, broadly paint all men as evil and domineering and all that. And so anyway, um, I think we need to be careful of making broad statements that include all boys or all men. Yes, I'll agree with you there for sure. And especially because I think that it's boys and men especially can do damage in relationships. I'm not going to say that women can't, but you know, in with abuse and, physically, and yeah. yeah, physically. Right. And, um, so because of that, you know, uh, women are very inclined to think that guys are going to do them wrong all the time. And, you know, my heart goes out to anyone who has been abused or, or received that kind of treatment from a man because they're in no circumstances in any condition is that ever right. But yeah, yeah. we do have to watch out for, for that broad label. I, I like that you brought that up. Okay, now we're going to go on to tips for raising boys at every stage. So we're going to talk about three different areas, little boys and tween boys through the puberty stage and then grown-up boys and men. Yeah, so starting up, uh, with little boys, we really think that it's important to treat boys and girls the same, like we mentioned earlier, but with special consideration for what is more difficult for them and and for what they're they're good at. So one thing that has been really essential for me is to be aware of their need for touch and for love, and that it might look a little bit different. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this a couple of times on other episodes, but my oldest is very much a touch-centered type of person. He needs... Um, you know, touch to feel love. It's that those five love languages of children. When I read that, I realized that his love language was touch. And I realized that he wasn't getting it from me because when he would need it, he would come up to me and hit me or push me or headbutt me. And my reaction, instead of grabbing him in a bear hug and kind of giving him this tough love that he really wanted was to shoo him away or to raise my voice at him or to tell him we don't hit, we don't headbutt. When really I was pushing away his need for for that tenderness and that physical love. And that was a huge eye-opening experience for me. And I've since realized the same thing with some of my other boys as well. So uh, it just, sometimes it looks a little bit different to give love to these cute little boys. The other thing I want to mention about little boys is that I think it's essential to teach them kindness and respect for all people and things very early on. So because they tend to be more physical creatures, um, they get upset or they play harder and, and they can damage things and hurt people and animals. And I think that it is so essential that very, very early on they understand that being physical is okay, but harming others or violence is not okay. Um, and unless you're protecting someone, but obviously your five-year-old yeah. is probably not going to be fighting any battles <laughs> where they have to protect somebody. Um, you know, the, the downside of not teaching this, we often don't see until years later when you've got a teenager who likes to harm animals or who is yeah. mean to his girlfriend. I mean, there's some serious, serious stuff that these boys can end up dealing with if we don't teach them early on that that physicality needs to be restrained and used in the right manner at the right time and that we always, always, always treat people and, and animals with respect and kindness. Yeah. 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 That's so true. <laughs> yeah. So um, what we like to do for our little boys is very similar. We treat them that empathy is very important. Um, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> but we also empathize with them. It's very important to empathize with them and with their feelings and not to say, oh, quit crying, you know, man up, 
stop crying, be a man. Cause there's less time to be a man later in life, but there's only a little bit of their time where they get to be a little boy and they're allowed to cry. I mean, when they're a man and something goes wrong, choosing to cry is not really as society as societally acceptable as it is for a woman. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing we like to do is um, we introduce all aspects of life with no labeling that this is a boy thing or a girl thing. Um, For example, we have, I think I talked about this in our episode on chores. We have the boys cook and we have the girls cook and we have the boys iron and we have the girls iron and they learn all the skills of life with no labeling that, oh, that, you know, ironing is a girl thing and you don't have to learn this or you don't have to do this. And that's, um, we, yeah, so we don't do any labeling at the beginning. Although the kids are quick to do that, you know, themselves. If you never even say, well, this is a boy thing. Washing the dishes is a, is a boy thing. You'll hear little boys or washing the dishes is a girl thing. You'll hear little boys say that. Oh, I'm not going to do that. That's a girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. But it's important to realize that what uh, people often think of as mom chores are the ones that keep life running and keep the household yeah. running. So if you want your boy to grow up and to know how to just keep himself alive, then he has to learn quote unquote <laughs> girl chores, like yeah, washing exactly. his clothes and making yeah. himself a meal, you know, like yeah. just in a, in a married relationship, oftentimes that goes to the mom who stays home with the kids. But yeah, that's right. a... <laughs> An, yeah. an important I'm not, I'm not going to college with you and feeding you and washing your clothes. You're going to have to <laughs> figure out how to do yeah. that yourself. <laughs> oh. And then I mentioned in our episode on kids and emergencies, dealing with emergencies and kids, that boys are rough and tumble. And that's okay with me. I like I like to see that out of my little boys, uh, that little burst of testosterone coming out. And I said I couldn't raise boys without Arnica. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. at the same time, so then I said, you know, if the boys are wrestling, I'm like, fine, that's fine. Go do it outside so you don't kick a hole in the wall or something. And at the same time, I do like to treat them to have respect for girls and not to be, you know, you don't take a girl and re- wrestle with a girl. And then back in our episode on chores, talking about how just raising animals and keeping animals kind of helps them have that kind of that respect for life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then another thing you deal with with boys is boy body parts. It's a big focus of their life. <laughs> it just is. And um, I, I try to be very, very careful. I know we talked about in our episode on potty training just a couple of episodes ago, 41, um, that there would be no shame in, you know, boy body parts and just not introducing anything you know, so they're so they're into their boy body parts, and they have a hundred different names for referring to it. Okay, all right, it's just a boy thing, and I'm not going to shame them for that. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. who they are. <laughs> yeah. Even though you know, inwardly, I'm cringing at the latest nickname they've come up with. <laughs> yes, and that's an excellent point. I'm glad you, glad you brought up because I totally forgot about that. But it is a huge part of a little boy's life, knowing all about their little manhood and talking about yeah. it and. And I think that it's essential for us to acknowledge their curiosity and to answer their questions, but to also rein it in. Like, I don't want my kid to be in church shouting from the rafter all about how, you know, his crotch itches or whatever's going on down there. Like, there needs to be some limits. So we like to say things like, you know, sometimes I'll let them tell a joke and go, oh, ha, ha, ha. Now let's keep the bathroom talk in the bathroom. You know, (laughs) know, if you need me, you know, if you have a problem or something like that, we often, actually, it's interesting, we often – 
talk about it in the bathroom, usually just because that's where they're going to the bathroom or whatever, you know, but we'll, so we keep that, try to keep, try to keep the potty talk in the bathroom (laughs) if needs be, but uh, yeah, that's a very big aspect of a little boy's life. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about tween boys and puberty. So Audrey obviously has a lot more experience in this than I do, but um, it's a very interesting time of life for boys, uh, especially in regards to their mother, because they start to get even more different from mom, right? They start to (laughs) accept more of the world's view of how they should be as a man. They start to shun a little bit more of the the babyish stuff. They're probably less likely to come up and ask for a hug if they get hurt or their feelings hurt. Um, and, and we need to give them that, that distance while still realizing that they still need mom's love, even if they don't ask for it. (laughs) Yeah. They're also starting to understand that they are going to have some power in the world because, because let's face it, it's true. They, they tend to, whether it's right or wrong, men tend to have a lot of power in the world. Um, and it's still an essential time of life for us to teach them how to use that power for good, whether it's physical or political or, or what, or social, whatever. Um, and then to, and I love focusing with my boys on teaching them to look out for the underdog. So we'll talk about social mm. situations. My kids probably don't have as many um, potential social situations as you know a public school child, but we'll talk about what happens if you're in this scenario. What happens if someone's being picked on? What happens if someone, you know, a, a girl is having an issue? What ha- you know, how to address these social situations so that they come out as the protector. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that. Encouraging your boys to be a protector at, at this age. That's, that is so cool. Um, so some things that, um, are come with boys and tween boys and puberty is the changing voice. I think your oldest, his voice has started changing, right? Oh yeah, Bonnie? it was like I think it was like a year and a half ago. It scared the crap out of me. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it happened a lot when my husband was my husband was out of town a lot that summer, and I kept thinking that some man had walked into my house. <laughs> like, who's here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I have to tell this little story. I, I'm kind of ashamed of it, but one of one of my boys, when their voice was changing, it, it was going through this just this change. It was right in the middle between his voice that he has now and his little boy voice. And it was just grating on my nerves so bad. And I was trying not to let it out and share it, but I was just like, Oh, you know, and I'd be like, could you quiet down? Could you stop talking like that? You know, and I'm kind of have this sensitivity to loud noises and things. And then this one sweet, sweet lady at church, she said, I just love your new voice to him. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's how I need to be. (laughs) Uh, Because it's just, you know, it doesn't last very long, those sort of, you know, squeaky boy changing (laughs) voice (laughs) moments. But yeah. 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 And and they've got to be self-conscious about it too. Yeah. 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 And then there's other parts of their body that change too. You know, they get hair on their legs and armpits and other places and they get acne and they get they get these changes their their testosterone starts pumping you know muscles into their body and and they get they just change like you said they get a lot different from mom and it's something that as moms we don't like we don't get it what it's like yeah yeah. (laughs) and so that's where you know dad and being around dad and that can really help. But um, one thing I've noticed is bravado is often masked insecurity. So they've got this voice that is kind of gone rogue on them and they, they can't really control the squeaks and mm-hmm. the, and mm-hmm. the <laughs> bottoming out. And so a lot of what you get in tween and teen boys is just kind of 
you know, this this tough guy act. It, it's just underneath there's still that little teddy bear and, and he's he still wants to be physically loved, even if they're acting the exact opposite, you know, the, the don't touch me part that yes. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're still under there. And, and, you know, you can use your mom intuition and, and see when it's time to give them a hug and when it's time to, you know, squeeze their muscles and tell them how big their muscles are getting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to mention something along those lines is that I think we talked about this a little bit in the episode on teaching your kids about sex, but that they get at this era, at this time of life, they will get a lot of their insecurity from how you react to these changes. So my husband is a great yeah. example of this. He just jokes around with them and talks about it as if it's no big deal. He tells the little boys all the time when you get big and you know, especially when they have questions, why do you have hair in your yeah. Well, when you get big and turn into a man, you will too. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, it's nothing embarrassing. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. And so I've watched my oldest grow into that. And he's been able to accept it with very, very little embarrassment, no shame. And I think a lot of that is because my husband was just very matter of fact with him. And so I remember, especially too, a little while ago, he struggled with some acne. And I remember thinking, does it bother him? Like, should I, you know, but I didn't want to bring it up if he didn't. And so one day I just sat down with him. I think he mentioned it and I sat down with him and I just said, Hey, you know, there, we can go see a dermatologist if you want. We can look into some, some remedies. If it bothers you, he's like, I don't really care. I thought, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) I certainly (laughs) did care at 14, but to just not project that embarrassment or those insecurities that you might've had growing up, or you might even feel for your son because you see him struggling through this to not project those on your kid. He might just be just fine without you ever bringing it up. So I just had to share that. Yeah. I think our episode in our episode on raising girls, the section on acne is going to be quite a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I remember Delia creates in our mother's day episode, she was asking me for a little bit of advice on, you know, raising boys that are turning into men. And one thing I said was, um, allow them to be stronger than you. Like, you know, the little story of opening the pickle jar, maybe I can open Mm. the pickle jar, but I'm like, Hey, you know, would you do this for me? I can't open it. And then, Ooh, wow. You're stronger than mom and and Mm. let them be stronger and better in, in manly ways. And that really does a lot for a tween and teen boys confidence. And then, um, you know, if you, if you see your boy and you, you see him changing and trying to grow into a man and in this stage, I tell you what, a can of WD-40 will go a long way with helping him feel like a man. So give him a can of WD-40, show him how it works and set him loose and they'll fix all the door hinges. They'll fix all the door handles. They'll fix all the anything and they'll be going around fixing stuff and they're, they're, ego and their confidence, it'll just blossom. And they'll be like, wow, I'm a man. I can fix stuff. That's so cute. Such a good idea. And they can't really do much damage with WD-40 unless they're like spraying it in their no. sister's face. But <laughs> no. That's good. Well, and I wish I would have reminded, remembered that uh, tip of yours to let them be stronger than mom. Just yesterday or the day before, uh, one of my one of my boys challenged me to an arm wrestling competition. I'm like, all right, yeah, fine. Fully prepared to lose. And I did not lose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, Oops. I should have thrown that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I lost my left arm. But I won on my right. I was pretty impressed with myself. But next time I'll let him win. <laughs> Another thing I like to do with boys of this age is I'll give them responsibilities that maybe are a little bit too hard for them or too advanced for them. And I've seen you do this too, Bonnie, is you give your boy a credit card or 20 bucks and you say, hey, can you run into the grocery store while I sit here in the van and go get, you know, X, Y, and Z? And 
let them do it and don't go in and show them how to do it and help them and let them let them learn their way through it and you know if they if you hadn't been 20 and they lose it so what it's just 20 dollars. but yeah like something like this just really kind of boosts their their confidence they come out and they're they're feeling better and you can tell it by the way they walk and they just did something for mom and mom trusted them with money and all that so yeah that's that's another thing i really like to do with tween and teen boys and then um the last thing I like to do is um, let them. So I talked about with the little boys, they learn all skills like ironing and washing windows and, and doing the chores and everything. But at our house, um, this is a time where we start um, giving them man jobs. And and we do kind of label them as man jobs. Not that we don't want the girls to know how to change their oil. They know how to do that or change a tire. But um we, we let the boys kind of just excel in this area because it appeals to them and they love it. So um, my husband has a wood shop in our garage and they'll go out there and they'll shadow dad in the garage, whatever he's doing that day, whatever he's fixing, whatever he's building, whatever he's making, kind of um, going back to the, you know, raising a modern day night thing. Just just shadowing dad is one of the healthiest things um, like on a Saturday or um an evening that that a boy of this age can do um so yeah they just learn how to do these things in life that you know if it comes right down to it and we are on the side of the road with a flat tire and i'm not going to get out and change it it's going to be my husband you know so (laughs) those are yeah (laughs) yeah i love that i love I love what I have loved watching my son grow into this little man. I mean, he's still only 14, but I anticipated a lot of drama. I anticipated a lot of angst and anger, and there's been a little bit of that. But by and large, I have really, really enjoyed it. And I think part of the reason is because I've wanted to enjoy it. I haven't gone into it thinking, yeah. oh, here go the teen years. Oh. You know, sometimes yeah, I feel that yeah. way when he yells at me or whatever. But for the most part, yeah. I'm trying to enjoy seeing him come up. And I will say this, that there are so many positives to having a teenage boy that I did not anticipate. You know, ha- throwing jokes around and having him be a little bit more like my equal, <laughs> but also realizing how important it is for him to learn how to be strong and heroic and and to give him those those uh, opportunities to feel that way. And they don't always come easily, especially for someone who is a type A control freak like me. And I want to do all the things. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of like that in my relationship with my husband. I'm sure I could give him more opportunities to be a man too, instead of me taking over. Yeah. Everything. But I've tried to really yeah. be conscious about that with my son, because I want him to grow up and realize that he can do these things that he can protect people and he can be strong for people and he can, you know, uh, he doesn't have to be the strongest man in the room, but he, but he has a, this power that he can use to help people. And I want to give him those opportunities. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, last thing is that I think it's really good for a boy this age to get a job. Um, and it used to be a newspaper delivery job or newspaper route is a good job for a boy this age. Um it, our boys have worked with a worked with a farmer um, next door to help them, you know, in haying season. Or um, my my fourteen year old currently is working with a man who trains dogs, hunting dogs, and um, yeah, just lots of little little a job that a boy can hold down and start earning money. Um, not because he needs the money or has to have the money, but just as a little life lesson that that's what's that's what's coming in life. Yeah. Okay, now um, I have a few thoughts on grown-up boys and men, um, since I do have an adult 
son. Um, what I like to do is just respect him as a man. Um, I don't ask my adult son to do chores around the house or pitch in and hold the baby. If he wants to hold the baby, that's awesome. I love it. Love to see it. But I try to respect him as a man, as the man that he is. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still his mom. I, I still give him a hug before he leaves for college for the day. And, and <laughs> okay. So if you haven't listened to the early ep- earlier episodes, my oldest son, 19, he's like, six, nine. I mean, he's a huge kid, huge boy. And, and there's times where my husband and I'll still, you know, look up at him and put our arms around him, both of us, one on each side and say, how's our baby boy doing? (laughs) (laughs) So he could pick us both up off the ground if he wanted to. (laughs) Um, But just um, respecting me as respecting him as the man that he is. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I don't like to tell him what to do. I, I don't demand authority over him. I like to act in a way that earns his respect and mm-hmm. just treat him like like the man that he is. And it's really, really neat to have a relationship with a grown man who's my son. It's just a really healthy, neat, special relationship. That's really cool. I'm look, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I, I think you made a very good point about how your relationship with cha- has changed with him as he's be- turned into a man, even though he's still living with you guys or, or right in your little yes. house or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, I, I really want to do an entire episode on this at some point, but it'll have to be all you because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have an adult child yet. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think that there is some, uh, like a real shift and and redrawing of boundaries that needs to happen when a child turns 18 and becomes an adult. And so many of us are not prepared for that. And I think that we run the risk of damaging our relationship with our child later on in life if we don't acknowledge that they're an adult when they become an adult. If we keep trying to parent them like we did when they were 10, or if we keep demanding that they respect us, should they respect their parents at all phases of life? Absolutely. But will they? Maybe, maybe not. But once they're 18, like it's really not our job anymore to demand that they do things one way or another because they're their own agent, you know? And so that's something I've been thinking about a lot and and what a cool thing. You guys have a great relationship, but I think it's probably because you've, you've acknowledged that and you've respected his boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Basically when our two oldest turned 18, we told him, um, we're going to treat you like, an, like adults now, and we're not going to tell you what to do. If you ask for our advice, we'll give it to you. But, um, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to parent you anymore. Um, you're, yeah. you're adults now and we'd love to help you and give you advice, but, um, yeah, we're just going to treat you like adults living in our home. So it's yeah. been successful. Yeah. Good for you. So far. <laughs> With this okay. One. I have another theory. <laughs> Uh, I have another theory. You want to hear my next wacky theory? Let's hear it. Okay. I have a theory about facial hair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, boys, teenage boys and men can grow facial hair. And, um, my theory on facial hair and you're, I think we're having a beard come back in our society today, seeing a lot more men with, with beards. Um, I think it is a, maybe subconscious um, reaction to the huge feminine women's movement, all that that's going on. Because as women, we can do just about anything a man can do 
but we can't grow facial hair, right? That's a very interesting theory. And, you know, it leads me to, to, to the final thoughts that I wanted to share is that uh, society in general it kind of enjoys emasculating yeah. men for some reason. And I don't, I mean, it's not true in every aspect. You know, you still have your superhero movies and they're very manly and heroic, et cetera. But if you watch any sitcom on TV or um, movie where there's where you see a lot of like household stuff going on, unless the unless the plot is, you know, purposeful, pur- purposefully done. Otherwise, the dad is often a buffoon. Yeah, and I didn't. I honestly didn't even realize that until my husband brought it up a couple of years ago. He's like, "Have you noticed that this show and this show and this show and this show, the fathers are all morons?" And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. And it it really startled me. And he said, I really think that we need to watch out for this and to counteract it in our own home and tell boys that they are not bumbling idiots that don't know how to load the dishwasher. They are not clueless morons who can't do the things that mom does. We all have roles in society and some we do better than others and that's fine. But to not purposefully um, make men feel like like they're less than women. That that is not a way yeah. to, to raise yeah. women up, you know? I agree a hundred percent. There's that big billboard campaign that was going on oh a couple years ago. You still see them around somehow. And it says take time to be a father today. And that one makes me so angry. What if mm-hmm. the sign said take time to be a mother today? Society would raise up against that so angry. <laughs> but it's okay to tell men that they need to take time to be a father. And I mean, you know, I get it. Yeah, sure. Spend time with your kids. But just the whole that it's okay to put up a sign like that to tell men what to do and not not to do the same for women yeah well i think i think what it's indicative of is maybe how easy it is for some men to not be involved with their family um but yeah i I totally get the point that like fatherhood is not a part-time job it is full-time just like motherhood and even if you spend a large portion of your day at work some mothers do too doesn't make them less of a mother and you're not less of a father because you're not changing every diaper you know um but, but that's so essential that our children learn that in the home, you know, that they are just as valuable as their spouse and that they have an innate role that, that their family yeah. couldn't live without. Yeah, my, that's part of my final thoughts, too, is that um, I feel like society is biased against boys and men. Um, if you don't, <laughs> I think that, okay, in our episode on, uh, what episode was that, where I said there's a war on motherhood, stay-at-home moms, um, episode thirty. Seven. I mm-hmm. said that there's a war on motherhood in this country. I also think there's a war on white men in this society right now. And if you don't agree with me, um, take a white male to a college um, and try to get a scholarship for him. <laughs> you won't be able to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's scholarships for every single other kind of special group except for white males. (laughs) And so that's just reverse racism against um, white males in our society. And and someday I think that we will look back on this time and and recognize it and and see it and call it out. But um, yeah, it's just, it's not healthy for our boys to um, be in this, in this society. If we, if we um, subscribe to those, to those views, like I was saying at the beginning, it, it can be harmful to boys in all ages. And, and so um, I think that boys need to be celebrated for their boyhood, for their manliness, for their testosterone, for their, for their awesomeness. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. And along those lines of uh, the reverse racism thing, I think it's important to realize that obviously there is time in the history of the world in many countries, maybe even most countries, where, where white males were the oppressors. That that was just the, the case in point. And I think that now, thank goodness, that's not the case in a lot of places. Um, but now the pendulum is swinging a little bit too far to the other side, that we're still hating on, on males in general because 60 years ago they were racist and they were, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's a little bit unreasonable yeah. and it's important for us to to value people for who they are and not for what they look like Yeah, on either sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And what we want them to be, treat people the way that we want them to behave. Yes. Yeah. Treat them so that they want to fulfill their highest potential. And I hope that we've convinced you through this episode that boys will be boys is an awesome thing. We don't want them to be anything else. We want them to be boys. Yes, exactly. That boys are wonderful and amazing. And we just need to make sure that we're not shaming them for those innate strengths that they have, but instead using teaching them how to harness them for good. Yes, absolutely. Okay, we have some recommendations for you um, that we've linked in the show notes. Um, Arnica, Montana, the gel that helps with bruises and <laughs> and swelling. That's a good one for boys. <laughs> I also like to recommend the book, Bringing Up Boys by Dr. James Dobson. And then um, that book, Raising a Modern Day Knight by Robert Lewis. Yeah, I love that. Oh, the other thing I just wanted to recommend is that is how important it is for boys to read books um, with male role models. Now, for some reason, it seems to be okay for girls to read books with both male and female protagonists. Like, you know, no one would ever say, oh, you can't read this because there's a a boy, yeah. you know, you can't read yeah. Harry Potter. It's about a boy, but they people do that all the time to boys. Oh, you don't want to read Little House on the Prairie. It's about a bunch of girls. Well, it's about a yeah. bunch of boys too, you know. <laughs> so to just be really aware of that, that they that boys should be reading both kinds of books, you know, with these good strong male protagonists, but also with with female, and to not assume that they don't want to read it because it's a girly book. I don't know why why it's like yeah. that, but <laughs> I just had to share that. <laughs> Okay, I'm also linking um, uh, an article from Psychology Today about um, why about modern feminism and how it is from a psychological standpoint, how it is damaging for boys. So if you are having questions about the things I've been saying, go read that article too. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening. We've loved chatting about this topic. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a written review on iTunes. If you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberthepodcast. See you next week. <laughs> That's a very interesting theory. And you know, it leads me into to, to the final thoughts that I want to share is that Hold on. They <laughs> <You> just left. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, um, is that uh, society in general? <laughs>